Hey folks, welcome to episode 41 of Biomass tonight. Uh, we've got a pretty full house tonight, and we're going to talk, be talking to you about just an absolutely jam-packed docket of topics tonight, uh, most of which will be coming from Soraya Zell. Apparently he's got a pocket full of things to lay on us, and it should be pretty interesting as always. Uh, and if you believe that, Kane Sparrow's got a bridge to sell you. So on that note, we're going to dive right in, guys. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some more barge updates uh, and a little bit of discussion kind of about uh, what we think is going on based on the feedback that's going on to Rotati and some of the dangling participles that are up there that we might expect in either the next hotfix or the next patch. I'm not sure which one will come first. So without further ado, let's do some quick shout outs and we're going to go uh, from the bottom of the list to the top. Uh, so Sarai Zell, you're up first. Yep. Uh, this is uh, Sarai Zell, a member of CPM1 and a co-host here on the show. Awesome. And Pokey? I'm Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations and a co-host here on Biomass. Kane? Kane Spiro, a former member of the CPM and leader of the Negative Feedback Alliance. Good deal. Jadik? Jadik Menaheim here, CEO of Zert Cloud Consortium and a member of Signal Cartel and EVE Online. Mm. Goden? Going to Killer, Fish Overlord, and apparently an OP... Pilot. Okay. DeGand? Yeah, so I'm DeGand, uh, just a solo player, and, well, I haven't played Dust in a while, but yeah, that's what I mostly do, just play solo. Um, haven't really been playing Dust much, so probably won't have much to really say about it, but other than that, um, not really that important, so yeah. <laughs> okay, alright, and I'm Jason Larison, I'm one of the co-hosts here on Biomass, I fly with uh, Agni Unleashed on the, uh, on the Eve side. And I'm also a member of OSG Planetary Operations on Dust. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and move to our CPM update with Sarizel. It's been a slow week. Yes, go on. Well, you put me on the spot for nothing here. I, I got nothing for you this week. I'm sorry. Dang. The quiet after the storm, picking up the pieces. You know, we got, we got you know, feedback coming in and, and we're reviewing it and ccp's reviewing it and you guys are pretty much seeing everything that's that's going on in, in terms of blue posts so. so i i you have no idea how incredibly glad i am that we have a cpm right now <laughs> okay um well i guess my question then is uh what are we what are we looking at for the next um i guess uh you know, release of stuff. Would it be a hotfix, or will it be the the uh, Warlord like 1.1? 1 .1? What do What do you think we're gonna see first? Well, um, I I, I don't know if uh, where the the status is on on scheduling for that yet. I, I don't know if uh, uh, everyone's aware, but uh, this is uh, roughly coming up. Here is the uh, Chinese New Year, so um, that's like when people can get like lined up and shot if they work during this like really long holiday so it's it's kind of a, a, a break that they've got to work around um but i don't know if you noticed but uh, they've actually updated the development roadmap a bit mm -hmm. yeah i think they basically uh, if i'm not mistaken there's a little bit of reordering and readjusting some of the <coughs> excuse me some of the things that they had listed uh by point release if i'm not mistaken yeah, they, they moved a few things um, around, and they've kind of spec'd out, um, you know, before the, the roadmap ended at 1.1, and they've now kind of re 
shaped up a, a 1.2 and a 1.1s. Yeah, I, I I did notice that, but I didn't see any uh, any mention of a hot fix, which so that's why I was sort of asking. Yeah, the hot fixes don't go on the roadmap, and I'm not sure, like, because I think the main main topic for the hot fix would be the the halves, and uh, we have I don't know when that's going to drop comparatively to the next release. Okay, yeah, and and like I said, I was kind of wondering because they did at least uh, post facto list the. Uh, the hot fixes pretty well, which, and, and previously, like the balance type activity that uh, would go into those were was pretty well documented in terms of when it was coming out. So that's hence my question. Uh, okay, well, if we were pretty thin on CPM one news tonight, uh, I think we're kind of pretty thin on a lot of news tonight, but that's okay. Uh, let's kind of move right into a recap of what the adjustments were to ease some of the pain points from uh, the dropping of Warlords 1.0, you know, euphemistically known as like Warlord, I guess, I don't know, ISK ISK slash RM real money extravaganza. Um, The generally what they did, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, broach the secondary ways of easing the pain points. They really didn't touch too far onto actually adjusting anything related to the um, the war barge itself in terms of component generation or uh, or the time for the cooldowns. So it's pretty much mostly making war barge components more available during the uh, end of match salvage. And there were some some actually some reasonably nice tweaks to the lock boxes and the uh, availability of the hacked decryption keys, which then makes some of the war barge components a little bit more um, you know, likely to drop, if you will. So what do you, what are your guys' general thoughts on what they've done over the last, I guess, week and a half to sort of ease some of the, uh, the concerns with warlords? It helps, well, but it's not enough. I mean, I think it's, it's one of those things where it, you know, numbers need to be tuned and numbers are being tuned and we're seeing, um, so like I've played, um, somewhere in the, in the realm of 10 matches this week, I think. And I've gotten, um, twice I got, decent chunks of war barge components at an end of match salvage. Uh, once I got 200 and once I got 50. Um, and then of course there's, there's, I think it's guaranteed now that every, that once a day there will be a mission that drops, that rewards keys. Um, so that would be the other thing is that there's now a, a little bit more key, key guarantee as well. Yeah, that's been particularly nice. I mean, with the event going on, it's kind of hard to kind of gauge that as it goes on. But knowing that you're getting a key if you participate in a match and win, it's it's nice to kind of take down your your stockpile of boxes slowly but surely. I still contend that the best thing you do with locked boxes is somehow transfer them over to Minecraft and build a castle. <laughs> <laughs> The other, in terms of war barge components, the other thing, interesting thing that they added was uh, missions that reward war barge components. I mean, into the thousands of war barge components. I still haven't seen one of those. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard about that, but I haven't yeah. seen one of those either. I, I lucked out and got one that gave me uh, it was ten wins for a thousand war barge components. That's retarded. I, I, I'm not complaining. And <laughs> a bunch of ambush matches. I love ambush. Especially since I can't use my glorious Matties. And, and as Sarai's data, I've, I've been seeing the similar thing, like, you know, get 50 components here, you know, 200 components there, 100 components here. It's not, like, every match at all. It's definitely kind of a random thing, but they're there. I'm still getting spends on matches where I don't get anything, so... 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that they, they uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, they wanted to increase the ceiling of what you were getting out of the lockboxes, and they uh, lifted the floor, so to speak. So they chopped off some of the basic and sta standard stuff that you would get in the, in the uh, lockboxes. But to, I just opened like 10 up yesterday, and I got, gosh, I want to say got two or three jobs that were like officer gear, you know, like named officer weapons and stuff like that. Uh, but pretty much everything else was uh, like basic or standard Orem gear. Yep, that's why I've been getting. The other that thing needs, that, that needs to be fixed. And if you see it, report what the item is and send in a ticket or something like that. And they, oh, may, yeah. they may even like grant you back your key and, and lockbox or something. Really? I, I don't know. I mean, I would think so. Now. I would give it a shot and see what you get. I think for um, me, the big thing is, not, is that her we talked about this before, that my, my main issue was that the non-Orum side of the war barge was entirely passive. You could do nothing to increase your your production rate or uh, you know actively generate components. And I think that this definitely gives you a means to actually you know get components on a more active scale because you're playing the game rather than sitting and watching it tick along. So I think this is an, an excellent move in the right direction. Uh, real quick, Iron Wolf, you mind giving a, uh, and Lethargic, you guys mind giving a uh, quick uh, intro? Hello, I'm CPM1 Iron Wolf. I'm here to annoy people. That's usually Sarai's job, Lethargic. Yeah. He's not pushing the button. Uh, one question. So, like, in the hey, end of match... My name is Lethargic. Uh, I've been a career heavy... Uh... Been playing Dust since uh, January 2013. Awesome, thank you very much. Um, one of the things I noticed was um, the actual salvage that you get at the end of match, like the broken coil assembly and the you know smashed you know whoop de whoop or whatever the the stuff is, which is kind of cool uh, and usually nets you a decent little bit of isk per unit. But I, I think I would actually rather just be getting modules or war barge components right now. Does that make sense? They sound like rigs, like I, rig components. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do with them. They're literally I know, I get that. So. I'm just saying oh, they're, they're they sound like rig components. Inevitably, crafting materials at some point. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, this is I don't, like, why, why is it in there if it has no purpose? Because yeah, it's kind of loot. Because you can sell it. They're worth as much as like a drop suit in, in, in a lot of cases. Sometimes more. I mean, well, there's one yeah. that's like sells for 60,000 or 40 to 60,000 isk for just one of them. The highest one I've gotten is like 50, I think. And, that sounds about right. It's just another way to add some some more random isk reward to, to matches. I'd still rather have vehicle parts, which I hardly get any ever. So, hey, well, maybe we can work that in. <laughs> Please. Well, do see, that. I got like a quave turret in one of my boxes, and it's completely useless. Useless to me. Give it to me. I'll use it. I don't want to give it to you. Give it You'll to me. shoot me with it. Uh, that that's the no. I actually. This is what I'll do. If anyone gives me anything, I'll make sure not to shoot you for 10 matches with that thing. How about that? Sign <laughs> your death certificate. Yeah, I got a Quaif HAV and um, a Quaif turn to go with it um, over yesterday. I Give the, me I bought now. the Quaif Lab um, BPO bundle thing that was uh, on sale this weekend. I think it's still on sale. The stupid Valentine's Day thing? Yes, I totally bought that. The Lab, yeah. lab combo? Yes. Uh, hey, guess what? I, I already had both of them, so... Yeah, shut up and die with your stupid luck. <laughs> Actually, I did have a quick question in reference BPOs and such. Uh, totally non-sequitur, too. It's not related to the war barge thing, but uh, I noticed that uh, Rattati dropped a couple notes about the um, 
the whole like wanting to have like a skin slot in the, uh, yeah. on, yes. the, on the job suits. Is that yeah. is that literally him dreaming like dreaming on a whiteboard, or are they act- actively trying to work on that? Um, it, it, is, it is not dreaming. It it the way he posted oh. the way he posted about it sounded like they had done some kind of technical breakthrough because I know that's something that's been kind of a thorn in CCP's side to say the least. You know, it'd be funny if we beat Eve online to it. Oh my gosh, it'd be amazingly <laughs> funny. Eve's only, so been working, Eve's only wanted to do it for, what, how many years? They've been talking mm. about for, I don't know, at least half a decade. At least three. The ability to sell just a skin, you know? And also not only have the ability to, to um, uh, maybe divest the, uh, the, the current BPOs that we have. So you have maybe... Oh, something I've heard it was an idea is that for every BPO you currently have, you get the skin pulled out of it, and then you get like the standard BPO version of it, the skinless version. That'd be cool. They're also looking so at cool. it from a performance improving standpoint too, which is that, interesting. Yeah, that was that. that was a little that was very interesting the way they laid that out. I I would have not thought that that would have been something that would have increased the performance of the game, but at this point, I think uh, it, it it just it also strikes me that no matter like however they put this game together, it is so Rubik's cubed and Jenga pieced together that they're finding all these very interesting ways of increasing capabilities within the game when they basically go in and un- untangle the knots, so to speak. And finding ways to make more money. That's a, an, an added bonus for them, uh, apparently. Different well, skins pay to win. <laughs> yeah. Your skin killed me. Well, her yeah, induced nano coating is the like death of us all. Like cosmetics and stuff like that is generally something that n- nobody complains about unless they're just absolutely ridiculously priced, because there's basically no benefit other than your your the swag that you get to watch pretty much only in your merc quarters because you're in the you're under the optimal conditions you're in the war barge like what forty seconds maybe. Remember when everyone complained about the quave suits being too bright? Was so they weren't ever too bright. They were, they were that, sexy before. They need now to they're be, ugly. They, they need to be buffed. Shininess needs to be buffed. Uh, what what color they're, are they now? They're, the same they're color. like a purple. They used. You remember the bright teeth color? They're Saints yeah. Row purple. Yeah, it's so ugly. <laughs> it's so ugly. Like Saints no. Row. But I do have to say, I, I still love my Dren suits because they look like shit and they blend in with the environment nicely. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> you know, shitty environments, is that what you're saying? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's all the, the, the color tone, yeah. Uh, spawning in is annoying. Just saying. Just saying. Well, that's also a nice part of it, though, is that some of the suits that no one uses, but they have them, like the, the skin weaves, it would be kind of cool to actually be able to pull the skin off of that and put it on something that's a little more useful, like a standard suit. Yeah, that would be nice. But I still love my um skin weave logi. That thing's amazing. I'm still kicking myself. I'd, I'd signed up in 2012, but I didn't play for a little bit, so I'd miss that event. I actually uh, did the event, but um, I got all the suits, right? My scout was missing, and they said that I didn't actually get the scout. But I clearly have pictures of it. I sent them the pictures, and they said that those were fake. Yeah. <laughs> Sport team hates me. they never giving back any of my HAVs that I lose, either. For, I would... Uh, like, I would... Yeah, and DCs. why would why would we give you HAVs back? Because I'm special. That's why. Okay. All right. Remember what I told you before we started the show? Like three words: push to talk. The. Uh, I'm scowling at you right now, Pokey. 
Oh my god. Okay, I, I feel that I've won the game now. Okay. He's not poking. That's really. Oh, you two sound alike, my bad, Jay. We sound nothing alike. They don't sound anything. You do. Through my really headphones, really every every headphone that I buy, you two sound exactly alike. As, I don't as know why. My, as, as absolutely much as I know that that is a great way to live, pokey spirits by saying that. I it's true. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's good with the words, and I I don't speak so good. Okay, so now that we he's, totally he's good with the words, but not good with the numbers. As our episode, um, our episode count uh, determines. True, true. Well, that's that's absolutely fair. Um, so now that we've like totally divested from anything that's uh, remotely related in game, <laughs> it's one of those um, shows. Yeah, no. Well, and this is and this is actually what happens, guys. Is is what you what we basically have is there was a big rush of uh, information and content, and you kind of the build up, and then suddenly. It comes out, there's some rage, there's some hate, or there's some good feelings. It doesn't matter what the, the reaction is. There's going to be about a week of reaction. And then it's kind of like everybody's sort of waiting for whatever the next the next thing is. Next, actually, when you look at the roadmap, the next thing is uh, you know the actual drop of PC stuff. And right now, what I'm tracking is a pretty deep backlog for Rotati of a lot of things that have been talked about ad nauseum or uh, you know forum thread knotted to death and all this other jazz, but uh, like no idea exactly when it's going to come in. So uh, you've got the Mongo HAV vehicle threads that have been going on for quite a while. The Logis, you know, still haven't had been touched. And, and I know that there's been multiple Booyah form threads about that and a lot of discussion about when those that update's going in. And so there's this huge backlog of, of fairly significant, you know, balance related stuff that's out there. But one thing that did catch my eye was yet again, another, wow, I think we need to treat tweak rifles post by CCP Rotati, which I, for he the life of me, can't fucking rail rifle again. Well, well, not only that, but I just like, I, like, it seems like there are so many other things that we need to be in terms of just balance stuff, like literally like spreadsheet number tweaks, there are so many other things that need to, to get a glove laid on them other than rifles. I think, I think to some degree it was meant to be like a, and I don't know if he set himself a reminder of it or what, but kind of just a check back to see, you know, he had showed the data before and how that, you know, what that meant and what he wanted to do about it. And then he made his changes and now he's saying, so this is the results of that. Yeah, he's just giving it, it, it seemed more like a, here's an update on this aspect of the game more than... Like, uh, I'm going to go out of my way to be doing things type of post. That's how I read it. And And then there was another post, which he then linked back to that one, which is the first time I saw that very crazy looking graph he's got. That uh, somebody said, hey, I think rail rifles are still OP. And he says, basically said, yeah, I think so too. You know, or, you know, clearly implying as as much as you can imply in a form post of like 10 words that he was going to. He was going to do something about it, which he then linked back to the the graph, you know, the graph porn thread. Um, yeah. So it, it just struck me that like, why in the world would we would we be messing with this? And then of course, Breakin tries to jump in about three or four three or four places to try to turn it into an HMG thread. So he actually did sweet. respond to it about the HMG though, and I, he, that they were looking at a range reduction. I think well, that's crazy. What? That they actually added range range to them earlier. <laughs> because they were so bad. 
And the thing is, even looking at this graph here, the because I, I believe this graph is showing number of kills per spawn, so it's not just raw usage, it's basically how many kills does each weapon get before it dies. And the rail rifle isn't even looking that bad compared to the rest of them. It's basically the assault rifle, the plasma rifle, that just sucks. Everything else looks actually fairly decent, in a, in a, in just, uh, just eyeballing it here. Yeah, I think he called out like the uh, assault scrambler, the burst, and... Uh, yeah, the TAC. Yeah, the TAC ARs, things that needed to get buffed. I don't know. The TAC AR is not bad, and the burst AR is not bad. I don't know. Maybe people just, I don't know, aren't good at using them yet or something. I don't know. Well, I, I now there's there's one factor in this that is because somebody kind of, kind of poked at him on on the forums and he basically said, hey, we've we we balanced with we've balanced these with numbers and you know data and all this other stuff. He's right, we did, but th- there's a factor that I don't I don't know how you quantify, but I'm I'm fairly confident is out there is just uh, like SP saturation in a given weapon. So. If if the who's its rifle is perceived as being the go-to rifle for a very long time, you're going to have an, a disproportionate amount of player SP sunk into that weapon until it changes. And then and, and honestly, then you get a certain amount of sunk cost of like, wow, I've already sunk a ton of SP into this thing. I'm going to keep using it even even when it um, it's sort of quote unquote brought back into line. So I don't really know how you capture that, but. I, I would suspect that there's a little bit of that going on with some of these numbers. Um, but I don't know. That's just me. But like I said, I, the overall thing for me was I was just really surprised. I, I appreciate that he's kind of going back and showing us where the data is, but I, I really don't want to, I don't want to talk about like messing around with another rifle bump when there's so many other things that need to get tweaked uh, or that they could tweak in terms of numbers or, you know, spreadsheet type stuff. Possibly the other reason why they're touching rifles so much is the fact that it's the first weapons that most shooters introduce you to. How about how about like I, I got it, but my God, I mean, there, there's you're only going to make this thing so good. That's and and frankly, the rifles are not in a bad spot. They aren't. No, they're pretty good. I think I think they're actually gotten a pretty good spot right now. Um, just a few side variants here and there, just being a little out of line. Yeah, yeah, very slightly. I mean, I could, I could see that. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, there's always going to, when you look at the raw number of uh, weapon types in the game. There's always going to be something that's not not where we want it. But the, it just again strikes me that there's a lot of other things that could be touched on. You know, for example, assault suit bonuses, the logi suits. Uh, the HAVs of which there's a, a mountain of feedback and, and data on right now. Um, it, does that make sense? It just seems like there's other bigger fish to fry that need a cut at them. Cause we, I, I think he's taken several pretty good, you know, pretty good. I mean, pretty productive um, strokes at the, you know, the, the basic rifles uh, like the sidearms probably need a relook uh, in all honesty. Some of the specialty weapons definitely need a relook. Well, the other thing that usually helps um, Rattati out is the fact that he builds up a basis for each of um, his mounts as um, sprints, so to say. That he gets information that he needs for to before he starts um, making these choices. And because he's done it on the rifles before, most of that information is still relative. Whereas with vehicle sludges and few other um, issues that are still outstanding, we have yet to fully do that yet. Wait, yet to fully do what? Uh, go, gone out and done all the homework, so to say. We have for vehicles. Well, as far as HVs goes, anyways. 
I think he means like not player feedback, right? You mean actual like data pulls and stuff? Not just data pulls, but more like the um, design goals and ideas. Uh, so yeah, uh, founda- foundation building, so to say. I guess the fact that we haven't done that yet is surprising to me and a bit concerning. Well, it was like that when he got here, so he basically he's starting from scratch. Okay. I think what Jason is saying is that stop kicking the balanced horse and move on to something else. If you know, if you have the data pool for the, the, the rifles, that's great and all, but if something else is broken, then start pulling the data for that. I mean, that should be top priority. It is not so much about trying to pull data. It is more about figuring out the intention. Well, and that should right. be a priority, is what and, I'm saying. And again, I would I would even offer that I'm not sure that you that we know what the actual base concept for all the primary rifles is. But that doesn't. But at this point, I, I don't. I, I just think that there's like we're letting other areas of the game sort of languish a little bit uh, when we when there could be at least uh, incremental or partial updates to that. Uh, that would probably be a pretty solid, uh, be fairly positively received by a lot of players, and I just it just strikes me that that's a that's something that that could be done. I don't want to say should be done because that's you know there's some implications there, but I, I think it's more along the lines of it, I think it's about time to have touched certain things that we haven't touched. If that makes sense, it definitely for sure. It's not it shouldn't be an excuse to not do it. It's just that there are there are reasons why things take time. I think something that the player base would really appreciate is something along the roadmap, like a roadmap for hot fixes. Like what, what is the the, the plan progression of things he's going to fix in what order? I think people would that would actually that. be very welcome. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, it would fit very nicely because effectively the hot fixes have really become, for the most part, synonymous with balance updates, like things that are directly impacting inside the match that is not necessarily new content. Um, and so there's a clear rhythm to that where a quote-unquote patch or a release gives you some things that were not in the game previously and or, or major, you know, like fairly major in changes, uh, whereas the hotfixes give you much more what we would consider balance or bug fixes uh, that, that really affect pure in-game activity. So I, I think a hotfix, I don't want to say roadmap, that's probably too strong of a term, but like at least sort of that planned break of what the hot fixes are uh, that would, you know, sort of what his order of march is, if you will, for some of those things. That would really be handy. Well, that's that mission kind of gives people a chance to kind of think about, you know, what, at least in terms of what the player base thinks about what those concepts are you were talking about. Like, what is the design goal? And it gets people thinking and a little more focused rather than running all over the place with, you know, 20 different topics they can focus on maybe two or three. Yeah, laser pointers are usually uh, helpful for that for hardened cats. Very Godin-esque comment. It is. Totally no idea what you just said there. Laser pointers are used for hurting cats, a.k.a. throwing them out the window. What? Goat is going. Push to talk and don't touch the button. Okay, so on that note... (laughs) um, I guess we can kind of look at what do we think is going on in the next, and uh, I guess the next update, if you will, we'll just kind of call it that as we're kind of reviewing the Trello board. Um, hmm. So, but correct me if I'm wrong, sorry. You, you said earlier that like hot fix like stuff doesn't make it onto the roadmap or the Trello board, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, looking at it, it sees roadmap is client side patches and hot fixes are, um, you know, server side changes. Mm. Yep. No, that's that would be accurate. And the, um, I think the big board of things has, I don't know if it has anything about hotfix echo in it, but that generally had a lot of the hotfix information on it. It, it does. Hotfix Echo is a title that I think should officially burn because it's been trotted out like five times. <laughs> like, Tani, by the at, way. Yeah, it's it's um there was and then there was like a patch there was a hotfix that was like just like the hotfix after a patch and then there was like technically this recent change was like the hotfix of February whatever um that changed like the warp the the uh keys and the the missions and the components and drops and stuff like that and it's like it, we we've so jumped jumped the shark on hotfix naming from the easy alpha bro Charlie. you know it, what happened to me what happened was though is hotfix echo got came you know came out and it was like you know we're gonna do things with vehicles and there was that oh crap moment that vehicles are hard to actually you know that there's a lot of work that has to be done into vehicles and so yep. hotfix echo is kind of like the vehicle hotfix and that's why i think it keeps on kind of like simmering in the background because it's still associated with all those vehicle changes and i i think it's funny that we're still nowhere even near to covering vehicles in total we've only done ajvs and av so far well, when it's as screwed up as it was, or is rather, you got to do a lot of work to get in a better place. And then even then, we still haven't even done HUVs yet, because we still haven't gave them a solid role. Well, we sort of have, but that's a whole other topic. The, the thing I find interesting about the roadmap, though, with the uh, 1.1 and 1.2, um, the tentative deployment quarter two has been moved over to the 1.2, and 1.1 does not have a currently a tentative deployment kind of sticker on it like all the other ones have had maybe it's somewhere between now and quarter two who knows i'm sitting here looking at i'm kind of i'm trying to correlate rotati's board and then the roadmap and under rotati's board what it's got is is if you work from right to left it has all the hot fixes and uh up to the like the point release the patch releases for warlords right and then it, it goes basically warlords one warlords 1.1 then it goes balance hot fixes and, uh, and under that column it goes like 1.9 1.10 1.10.1 and that kind of stuff and then under the next column is next hot fix so let me read off a couple of those real quick uh all races get frontline fits started fits are not up to par increased factional increased faction loss when fighting for wrong faction packed re av variant with no blast radius Increased cloak fitting bonus or reduce cloak costs for standard and advanced. Change Caldari scan bonus and reduce active scan ranges. Let's see. Do smart things with basic frames. Okay. Uh, very Icelandic of him. Uh, remove bonus to cloak fitting on logistic suits. Content bring back initiative. Reload timer. Missile bonus. Large shirt tweaks. Increase tank momentum. Lav shields. Lower recharge threshold. I, did some of this already go in? Yeah, this actually looks like some older. St- well, yeah, because the uh, the RE change is already live on the server. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was. That's what I was you thinking. So bear it, in but mind. it says next hotfix, so it kind of confuses me. You have to bear me. in mind with the big board of things. That's very much. It's it's not really a board you can use to figure out what's coming next because it isn't 
like this really carefully organized thing. It's just like the, the it's it's a work area, and you've got to just use it as yes, he's aware of this issue, because yeah. that's really all all that board is for. That it is not meant to indicate anything else except for he's aware of this feedback or idea or issue or thing. It doesn't mean anything about when it's coming or if it's coming. So that's that's the thing you have to bear in mind, the big board of things. It's the absolutely most ethereally tentative thing that CCP is letting you see. Yeah. Um what is what do you, does he mean by increased tank momentum? I'm guessing it means you have a harder time stopping once you get going. So if you throw it in reverse, it's going to take a little bit to slow down to a full stop. And then oh, thank God. That's, that's annoying that Inertia. it just goes complete stop. It is, to me. So. Well, it's it's unrealistic. It's kind of the yeah. same problem you have with strafing and drop suit. The ability to be basically sprinting sideways at stop and go the other direction instantaneously is a little unrealistic. Yeah, yeah that's the, kind of annoying, too. The day that they can move the, uh, the wiggle wiggle strafe out of this game, wiggle. I will actually probably... I actually I'd be fairly happy with that. From a CS:GO player, I actually heard an interesting term that they use for that exact type. It's called like ADADing. Yeah, no, yeah, I've heard that before. Since I'm looking over some of the cards here, and I'm trying to find one that was here a while back. Um, one on that new MCC construction one. I don't know if they've decided to up that in the rotation or just well, what are they planning to do with that? Oh, that map is awesome. Yeah, I mean. It, it's it kind of interesting. Um, it seems like it's their first attempt at like amalgamating different map sockets together because it's got parts of the like the small bridge, the production facility, and like the tabletop from Line I Harvest. I feel like what? they took all of the. I oh, think they, the I feel like they took all of like the Lego. It's like somebody had a bin full of Lego pieces that they've had so far from all the different things that they've done, and somebody just dumped it all out on the ground and put, assembled the map together, and it's it works like uh, some things don't actually even make sense on the map but it works and it's a fun map so far that i, I every time i played on it it's been pretty entertaining which map are you talking about it's There's, the, it's a very rare one it's a um, mcc yeah. construction yard yep you only get it on if you play skirmish in public matches it's a three-point map it has an mcc um, literally docked and being worked on or having something like that. And then it has a lot of catwalks and platforms and stuff underneath the MCC. Uh, C is located in the center of map underground. Then you have A is actually on like a tabletop type platform. And then you have um, um, B like over on the other other side. They're kind of in a line. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. I just played on that map. That one's actually really fun. Yeah, they really need to increase the rotation of that map. It's it, it is quite good actually. It's it's been increased significantly this week as opposed to last week. That's for sure. I used to hate it the first time I played on it. I absolutely hated it, but now it's like really good. Um, that one in the Cal Production Facility, yeah, those two are really good maps. It still suffers from like there's some areas like you can't jump through because it's like a like a texture wall. Yeah, but um, I'm just curious if this is the direction they're going to be taking like with the whole like lego construction forge mode sort of thing with like putting together existing sockets in this way well that was kind of the original idea was that if i'm not mistaken is that the maps like the terrain is what it is what it is but the sockets should be able to in theory you should be able to plop the sockets down anywhere yeah. on the map it's, it's it's the blending of sockets together that's what's no, I'm with interesting. You, yeah. yeah i just realized something um six and four 
man squats don't really work looking at vehicles as far as the uh seat layouts go just realize that this uh, okay because um dropships have six slots right but that's assuming that your pilot and the two gunners stays in it's only four so you can't really carry a whole squad with you um HEVs only have three so that kind of works with it but that doesn't work with four man squads and there's a whole bunch of little things i was just thinking about that really won't work if you have six or four man squads i, I don't think it's going to be a matter of not working um, no it's like it, it's wonky and it's like not very efficient that no, that's me. when you get that's when you call in a second vehicle yeah, the way we used to do it when we have four-man squads. I would actually like to see three-man squads. That will work for all of them. That's, it, that that's, no. makes no sense. <laughs> that Three-man's not a squad. That's like a fire team. <laughs> that's yeah. like Destiny, which sucks. Shots fired. Dang. No, the the well, whole um, three-man fire team is a pain in the ass. Honestly. Or they could change the uh, slot layouts of the vehicles. Why would they do that though? They work. The, the, that works actually pretty good. I don't think anyone's really beholden to. Oh gosh, you're not in my squad, so you get out. I mean, if you're actually on comms with, with an organized team, I don't think anyone's going to be like you know remiss of. It just bothers no. me. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, before we did that, I would rather them add 18 players per team and have three six-man squads and call it good. Okay. Yeah, that will actually work. Oh goodness! Okay, that would do it too. What I've noticed with the new maps, though, even though that map is very complicated, it does it seems to perform well. It, it yeah, does. You're, no, you're right. I haven't seen uh, kind of the standard Glente lag facility type action in there. I think a lot of it has to do with the geometry. If you think about it, all of the items on the map are of simple geometry. They're not like curved, fancy stuff like the lab has. You know, they're all boxes and, 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 you know, straight lines, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you're saying the Kaldari maps are OP because of straight lines? Yeah, because <laughs> of straight lines. They're Too flat, better. therefore, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what causes lag in this game because every time I think I've got it figured out, I'm, I'm proven wrong or proven that there's other factors. So I've, I've kind of since given that up. I mean, it, it, lag is one of these things that's very, very hard to to put your finger on because there's a lot of different things you might be experiencing, but for whatever reason, you know, the Galente research facility, you know, that thing was always a problem. And, and in fact, to this day can, can get that way occasionally, but interestingly enough, that new, uh, the, the new map, the quote unquote new map that I don't think it's really new, but just very few people actually know about it. Um, I've, the few times I've played in it, I've seen no, no drama with that thing at all. Uh, and it is a really, really good map. It's probably one of the, probably the best one that they've got right now, at least in terms of the the construction facility component of it. Um, and it would probably be really good to get that more into more rotation. I'd, I'd love to see that for PCs, actually. They, um, Britani actually made a specific post about how, like, they were actually looking to change how they designed the maps to be more, to be a little bit smaller and a little bit more with the items of simple geometry on them to improve performance. Oh no. Well, I mean, maybe well, that, there's I mean, nothing that wrong with Lego maps. I mean, Halo Forge does it. 
No, I, um, I oh, I like it. That's the thing. I, I everyone that I've played with on and on that map has been has liked the map. It was really funny though because it doesn't pop up immediately like on the overview. So like yeah. one per, one person in my squad's like, oh, we're fighting on a racetrack. It looks like, and then they load in, and then there's the MCC and all the other structures. There's been another thing that's like glitching out with those new maps or the new socket types is the uh, camera freezes end of match, and it's kind of it's it's interesting yeah. how it's like. Sometimes it focuses on a player, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me, just having looked at like the wide camera pan, like of the MCC and the large battle sockets. But it's it's kind of a nice, refreshing thing to just see the mercs for a change, just kind of Mo- freeze frame. Most of the freeze frame issues I have at the end of the match is literally it freezing on the victory screen and then having to restart my PS3. Well, it's freezing yeah, on the. Those victory screen freezes are actually the fact they don't have the cameras rigged and the animations rigged for end of match screens. I'm surprised the RDVs on these maps are not doing something silly. <laughs> I have been seeing some like drunk RDVs lately, though. I have. funny. All my RDVs have been perfect. I'm amazed. It's because OSHA put in all those rules about R- uh, RDVs next to sockets. <laughs> and, and how they outlawed breakdancing for tanks. So is it safe to say that CCP did not intend for that map to be in the last release? Is that an accident? Both of these maps were not intended. They were accidents. <laughs> Sweet. Really? Wow. Sweet. So, so you're saying that CCP accidents, accidentally puts in a map and it's actually one of the best ones they have? <laughs> <laughs> That's just wonderful. I give them props yeah. for doing that. Yeah. Oh, not, not a map. Two maps. <laughs> No, what, oh, I, I haven't even seen the second one. What's the second one? The second one is it's, like it's a, a supply yard. It, it oh, looks, it's ha, it's got a medium socket in the center, and then it's surrounded by these like someone said they look like um uh the crawlers, the sand crawlers from Star yeah, Wars a little bit. Yeah, they actually do. The thing is though, the the, the big uh, um it has like a Kaldari facility that's usually like way off in the map background. But they put it up like really up close in this one. So yeah. it's this massive structure that's kind of looming over everything. Yeah. I love that map. It plays well as a it's a um it plays pretty well as a domina- domination map. It plays really well, I think, as a three point or pretty well as a three point skirmish map as well. I actually find the chain the addition of three point skirmish maps uh really refreshing though. Um, stuff like Ashland, uh, that's the other one that has the, you know, the ship under construction that's vertical and in a vertical orientation. That one just, it seems like it has so many points that it's just like ring around the rosy, collect all the points, uh, collect all the, you know, the objectives rather than any kind of like tactical gameplay to it. Yeah, you can't cover them all at all. Just like maybe half of them. So I have to ask, were these new maps assets that were laying around or have they been recently developed and produced? Uh, they were laying around, from what I know, and they basically threw them. Well, they were saying, "Well, let's let's give it a try." Okay, just curious. This makes me and wonder how many other things work. are just laying around. Because yeah, I've I've been looking yeah. over Jason Spencer's portfolio, and I couldn't find them, which is kind of weird. I mean, he, he's the guy who designed a lot of the new map sockets, and then he left. Mm. I'm I'm just saying because if True Adamants finds out that they've had a, an Amarian tank just laying around. <laughs> Oh, people are gonna, gonna gonna people will die in, in Shanghai. And just he will fly out there and, and do it himself. <laughs> oh, they're talking about adding uh, laser turns for the vehicle rebalance too. Of course, those will be user skin, but they'll just shoot lasers probably. Oh, that'd be awesome! I want my laser, my laser There's, heavy weapons. I want my uh, shotgun blaster. So 
Just saying. So it, have they actually worked on the actual shotgun hit, hit detection? Is it is it better? I mean, I know uh, you get nope. blasted by a lot of scouts. Nope. I don't know. I heard the bond. Mm. It's not at all. I heard it the bonds. So no, but I heard the bonds shotgun actually works now. Well, the, the bonds, Espion bonds shotgun. Ah, the, the, um, the assault shotgun. So the, the only I reason I asked is because I was playing earlier today, and, and I, I don't use shotguns very often, but I was running around on a Black Eagle, and there was an uplink on the ground. So I walked up to it, probably about two meters away from it, and fired point blank at it with uh, with the shotgun. It took two hits, or two shots, missed both, walked up, put the reticle right on top of it, then shot it again before it died. I was a little, I was a little bit concerned that either the shotgun had some problems, or that was a really, really fucking op uplink. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Usually standard protocol. Well, for reference, I shot a guy earlier in the face and he didn't die. Mm. That will happen. I, I found the it joy. It just is, worked in. Hey, why why use a shotgun when you can have the joys of punching people though? Nah. Yeah. By the way, for the record, if if there were going to be like I know we have like these huge long lists of things we wish were were done in dust, but I I would really like something other than the you know like the cheap elbow of justice melee. You know, it would be really cool if there was something, something a, a little bit more, you know, I don't know, melee, other than just throwing a, a cheap elbow at somebody as your as your go-to attack. Hey, just get out, you know, break out like a uh, forge gun and you actually throw a fist. Sweet. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Time for some fisticuffs. I want to kick somebody in the nuts. Somebody, uh, <laughs> our squad was joking about it. They said they should release Quaif boxing gloves. <laughs> that would be I funny instead of hove knives. Instead of hove knives, has big like big pillows on your hands. That'd be funny. How much damage do they do? Probably a lot. <laughs> Fabulous. Falcon punch. I love having BPO suits. BPOs are nice. Godin, your your new biomass nickname is Sir Apropos of Nothing. I will take that. Excellent. Um, okay, so. Real quick, guys. Uh, I say real quick, only because we've been you know, BSing for about forty-eight minutes now. Um, the, we've kind of had a meandering show a little bit, and I kind of wanted to kind of steer us back a little bit uh, as we kind of wrap things up. Uh, I, I think I think it's safe to say that we're at a point in Dust that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of couldas and shouldas out there in terms of the game. Uh, and I kind of wanted to put this in perspective, and because I, I generally do not play a lot of different video games, I actually play, play very few, um, mostly because it's a factor of time. I don't have a lot of time based on real life job and all that kind of stuff. So, um, like over the last week or two, and I mentioned it last week, I played some PS4. So I played uh, Call of Duty and played Battlefield 4, and uh, and I saw a couple of like a smattering of other other games, like you know, non first person shooter games. Um, I, I will have to tell you that I was very um, surprised by the 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 difference in what we play in Dust and then what's out there on the um, you know uh, that's in other available games, even if it's on the PS4 platform. I, probably because Dust is literally the only first-person shooter I've played for a couple of years now, actually. Uh, and hadn't really even messed with any of the, the next-gen stuff. I, I was amazed at how rough the game of Dust plays and looks when in comparison to 
um, you know, sort of current gen games. I, I it's one of those where it kind of really, really sets you back and it makes you think about what they, like where this game is now and then where, where we, I think wanted it to have been, to be. And it really makes me wonder what, it, how much they can really get out of it uh, over the next, you know, year or two years. Um, so I just kind of want to leave, you know, open that up real quick for a well, quick discussion. It's worth noting that, um, most or all of the resources of, like in terms of graphics for desk um, was developed above what you're seeing in the client. So, you know, like when you look at the login portraits where you see those really high resolution uh, copies of our drop suits, that's like they can do that material, like design wise. They're just right now pushing the, the limits of what the PS3 can handle. So. Really? I mean, if they if they went to you know if they were to say port the game to a better to to a platform that could handle more like the PS4, um, they'd probably be able to do a lot of um, graphics improvements fairly quickly because the improved versions of those graphics already exist. I don't really care about the graphics. I just want to have decent movement. Uh, like, say, if I could move my scout like I can move a hunter in Destiny, that would be amazing. Well, that that is actually the other things. Like, I mean, there is the visual component of you know of dust, obviously, which and and I think they've gotten about as much out of the the PS3 as, as you could possibly get in some cases. But that I, I will have to say, just how smooth the other games run, and oh, like, yeah. just, Mo- like movement, how they feel, movement flow is a big deal and dramatically different. I mean, like uh, my my example game that is. Um, and I don't know if you've gotten a chance to try it out, um, but uh, Titanfall is probably the smoothest motion first-person shooter I've ever played. It literally, it, you just glide through the level. It's fantastic. But that being said, Titanfall's, you know, other gameplay elements aren't enough to hold your interest more than, you know, X number of matches, because there's none of the, you know, persistent universe type stuff that Dust at least strives for. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of room to improve in terms of movement flow, jumping being a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you've got all these wonderful concepts of, you know, the, the Eve universe and and the way the weapons work and, and everything. And and the balance is getting a lot better. And I think that's all fantastic. But I mean, when I got my PS4, I I got the destiny bundle and I played destiny for a couple of weeks and then I came back to dust and you really feel how clunky dust feels compared to to modern games i mean it's just it's sluggish and slow and i think you don't really you don't really see that until you actually play something that's a lot smoother and it's like holy crap and i think that's the number one thing holding them back right now is how sluggish the game feels i mean not not that i'm advocating like you want super twitchy gameplay i don't particularly like that but but it's not smooth that's a problem it's not about speed it's about flow yeah Yeah, Um, exactly like 12, but, 12 inch high insurmountable ledges need to Oh, go. those are annoying. But I mean, the thing to bear in mind too is that adding a lot of motion stuff as much, uh, you know, and I want to see that too. That requires a m- huge, huge amount of dev investment because I, I, I mean, I don't think that's something that's probably in the, in the capabilities of the current team if I had to guess. Well, yeah, I mean, none of this that we're talking about is actually in the, in the realm of the current team. I mean, which, I mean, ultimately, you know, and, 
I, I think you just kind of you know brought a little bit of clarity to it. What it really what it really talks about is okay. So what's next? Like, is there going to be anything next? Because yeah, and I'll tell you guys, you know, I Cross and I and actually and uh, Ducks were having a good uh, discussion about this the other week and. And I told him, he's is like, look, if my PS3 like literally catches on fire like tomorrow, I'm not buying another one just for dust. I mean, there's that that would not be that would not be a a good out a smart outlay for me as a customer. It would not like it would be aggravating because there's a you know, there's a lot of people I wouldn't be able to play this one game on game with, but there's a lot of people I know from dust that are now playing on the PS4. Um, it's it, there's the game is just not compelling enough anymore to make me forego buying a PS4 and picking up a new PS3 just for like another year, maybe or you know, or whatever the the lifespan of this thing's going to be. So it, it's unfortunate because I like I just I think they have so many so many components of potential out there um, that a, really a great case of things not not taken advantage of, and it's really frustrating. What am I? It's like, like you said, Jay. Obviously, this isn't within the, the current realm of development capabilities. But I mean, it, I'll put my tinfoil hat on here and say it's been hinted at very strongly by many different groups that the dust will see some sort of movement to a different platform. Uh, God only hopes it would be the PS4. But I mean, if if that happens, and that's obviously a significant investment at that point, that's the ideal time to make those significant changes to the movement and the overall flow of gameplay. So, I mean, if that happens, I certainly hope it's not just them copying over the models. I hope it's actually a, a, a rebuild of the core system, like movement and, and graphics and whatnot. And so it's more of a, a dust HD, if you will, rather than just copying things over as, as they are now. I don't know. I, I almost get concerned about, though, because what if I, it almost seems like if CCP puts the two, themselves too high of a bar just to actually make sure it can continue on to a, on another platform, then it... It could end up being like, well, in order to actually make this work on this other platform, we have to have X amount of uh, you know resources to invest. Well, we don't have X amount of resources, so oh well. Well, that depends on their commitment to the game and how long they want it to survive. You know, I mean, even if you move it to the PS4, if it doesn't see some sort of significant core improvement, it's just going to fall flat on its face compared to the other sort of games that are out there, especially in the PS4 with games like destiny and, and, and titanfall uh you know well this game's free though so yeah that's not an it's, excuse that's gonna the whole well, I'm not saying, long like, um as far as quality like they should try to make it as good as they possibly can i'm saying this game is free it's not guaranteed that they're gonna make a profit off of it just by like people playing it while like say destiny to play that game you probably will have to pay for it that's true but the the difference in quality between dust and current ps4 games is so staggering that the fact that it's free is not going to be enough to, to bridge that difference and they need to bring the bar up at least to some extent in order to make it perform well and, and sell well in, in terms of you know profitability which is fair I, you know it'll be interesting to see though with all the stuff that happened to soe and well now daybreak uh whether or not like PS, to me, I saw PS2 as Plant Side 2 is definitely the biggest potential competitor, probably for and, Dust on PS4. And so now that's kind of like, well, what's going to happen to it kind of deal. Yeah. Well, True. I mean, and that's that's one of those things, too, is that, you know, people might have said, well, Planet Side 2 manages this as a free to play game. And 
um, you know, why why can't you guys? And obviously they've been, you know, Plantside 2 turns out losing money for like two years. And then, you know, Sony finally managed to offload the company and now the company's falling apart after that. And, you know, it's it, it's a big question to me, you know, is Dust is one of the first free-to-play games or was it the first free-to-play game on console? Do you, do you remember? No, um, no, it wasn't. It was one of the first. Though. One of the, but, one of the... Um, you know, it, if Planet Side Two can't can't make it, you know, on, on a on a on a console environment, who's to say D- Dust can? You know, well, that's... it never actually got onto the console environment. That's true. It, that was all on PC, and, and they a, have an entirely different situation than what Dust has because Dust is actually profiting. See, you have to uh, consider those differences. I would I would be cautious when you say the word profit, because if you if you described dust or ccp shanghai in the same terms you just did planet side 2 it would i mean let's be real there were some very large write-offs that were mostly involving shanghai assets so i, I think a lot of that was um world of darkness but you know the, the which thing, would be ccp atlanta and and <laughs> yeah um but i mean the the thing to bear in mind is that there's there's not you know I think if Plantside 2 is in trouble, that doesn't speak well to the um, uh, success of the uh, first-person per- first shooter free-to-play environment. So I think we're going to have to see how that shakes out. Well, um, there's problems with Plantside 2 from the start, and it just got worse. Not as, me. It, it just got worse as the time went. I don't know. Of what I tried they put it. I thought it was a lot game. better than when I played it before, but. Um, Ooh, it got worse. Wait, but, uh, we've already established that you haven't played the game in like fucking two years. Okay, at least Zell I mean, got on. Yeah, and I got actually, on I did. It. I got um, on and played it during it. a show, and I'm like, this um, is actually not too bad. But, it was November last year. I tried it, and it was worse. But I, I mean, just, no. okay, so so Planet Side Two had problems. So does Dust. <laughs> it does, <laughs> but it's, it's like those were just bad. Like. Not even on Dust's level bad. It I was worse say, uh, than Dust. I will say Planet Side 2 on the PS4 has been, until I broke my DualShock 4, it was actually fairly enjoyable. I didn't like it. I I actually like playing Dust, sort of, unless there's some sort of broken thing that just encounters me, in which case I rage. But uh, Planet Side 2 is just boring, and... There's a whole bunch of problems with it. Well, there's so. no perm- there's no permanence to to Planet Side Two. There's no, I mean, just the persistency in terms of your character, but that's kind of about it. Um, I mean, not a risk, you know. Yeah, you don't have any money or nothing. Dust, you know, you buy everything that you use in the battle. You know, in Planet Side Two, I think you pretty much just you just you know select whatever you want, well, except for I think it's that heavy. I forgot what it's called. Max. Yeah, the Max. Max. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have. I don't know what you have to do to get that. Or, yeah, to get it's, in that too. Yeah. It's resources. It's like, oh fuck, that. Okay. I mean, the, the short uh, the short answer is that Dust has all of the architecture and a lot of the like the long game concepts pr- pretty well down. I mean, I've there's a few games out there that that have reached into the, into the potential complexity that Dust can, but where Dust falls just incredibly lacking is. The actual in like the actual play experience and the delivery of those things, um, I, that that's that's really where I think the uh, the issue 
came down for it. And and I really didn't want to turn this. I didn't mean to have this be a fencing against other other different games and platforms. It's just it struck me like the difference. And, you know, and the fact that ultimately, you know, as a customer, eventually I'm going to make a decision, you know, to move to a different game platform at some point anyway. Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, it it was one of those things that I just, it struck me that the difference was was so much bigger than what I thought it really was until I actually played the games. Uh, So, but as far as Planetside 2, I will grant you that in terms of large scale play, that's I think maybe the only one out there right now, although I want to say loadout is supposedly kind of like is I don't know what the player count on loadout is in terms of per match, but it's supposed to be fairly large. Eh, there there's modes what? that can get pretty big, but loadout is just weird. That this game's really fun though. I could say that if you like third person shooters, you'd probably like loadout. Yeah, that's fair. For me. The issue that I had with Planetside 2 was largely that I would go in and I would see the battle map, who had what territory, and it would never go anywhere. I mean, sure, you'd make a little bit bit of progress, you know, in, into enemy, enemy territory, but you never got to capture their, their base. You never got to take them off the map until they enable this new alert mode where like if you achieve a certain objective that then you can capture an entire continent and that's kind of kind of lame if you ask me i mean it's like you you just go in zerg that objective in, in a world where you don't really value what you are wearing where it where, whereas in dust you know you really value your drop suit or your vehicle you know because it you work for it, you know, it's, it, it's an extremely important asset that is valuable. And that's one of the things I, I just didn't like about, about the planet side was that, you know, people were just throwing themselves at the objective in spite of whatever it, it may cost them. And it, it just felt like there was no objective to be, be made. It was just a Zerg fest all day, every day, sit somewhere, find a good spot and just farm. That's yeah. I like dust better than, one of the other, the other things that Dust really excels in that I haven't seen in really any other FPS out there, though, is the social aspect to it. You know, I mean, if the stuff's as simple as the mail system and the chat windows, the way the corps are set up and all that stuff is just not, I mean, I think Warframe has some of that in terms of the chat windows and stuff, but I don't know. Like, it just, I haven't seen, in terms of an FPS, I haven't seen that level of detail with the social aspect yeah. that definitely has. not in game definitely not cooked into it i would definitely grant you that yeah the, well the one thing i would offer i would just offer is in reference that because that is one of the things i point to to other people about uh one of the differences in dust or one of its kind of selling points if you will is um i really do contribute a lot of that to the seed of the uh like the actual sort of first generation of dust player which were either A, a lot of mag people, which had a strong social component, or B, a lot of Eve people, which obviously has a big, strong social meta component to it. And I think that actually set the tone for the Dust community that we're still seeing now, although I would offer that's changing because you have a lot of a lot of folks in that are what I would consider, it just feels like more of um, kind of your prototypical first-person shooter crowd, not so much 
meta-driven or not so much. Are you going to start complaining about casuals? (laughs) I will not pull a victor on you, although it will, in all honesty, it's, there's, there's a lot of people that literally, anything that we did, like, 12 months ago, like the the meta or the out-of-match gameplay in Dust was very rich. Whereas now, it's kind of non-existent. Well, I, I think, think it's because a lot because of guys left. There's no reason for meta because PC is a vacuum of fail. No, I, I agree. And, and, and you, I think that's I think that's kind of my point, though. It's like it's just there's, there's nothing really that sets it apart socially anymore. That was one of the things that set Eve apart from other games. Is Which is why they want to fix it. Yeah, I think that's a big, big reason for the, the PC revamp being a major goal. And, you know, hopefully if, you know, if that succeeds, some of that can come back. No, I think that's, a, that's a fair um, point. A thing about that is a lot of people who were about the social aspects of the game left and then new people came in, but they didn't or they're not accustomed to that. So they don't really do it. So... It really is going to boil down to how the the PC revamp goes. I mean, right now we've got like what what's listed on one point one. We've got the earning of command points coming back, and command points for clone selling, and command points for district attacks. I mean, some really key things that could actually heat things up pretty significantly in the planetary conquest domain. Um, it's just a matter of if they land well and when they actually land. No, I, t- I totally agree, guys. I think the um, I, I think we're definitely in kind of a you know it, it's it's kind of easy to say we're in a critical quote unquote critical point for dust, but um, have we ever not been at a critical point? Well, for no, dust? that's yeah, that's kind of what I was. Say, that's kind of what I, I don't I don't know that we ever haven't been. It just I think the the pressure of the new platform is different now, and it's only only going to get steeper because what you know what's going to happen inevitably is as you go through this calendar year and you get closer to um like first quarter 16 i.e you know fall and christmas time that's when you really are gonna i think you're i think that's really going to be kind of quote unquote do or die time uh, for a lot of people i don't think the ps4 matters um from and and before you jump up before you jump on me here, here's here's what I think is the problem, the the real problem. I think the PS4 is a distraction from the actual point that people's PS3s have a tendency to die because they're really really crummy built consoles. And, and the PS4 old. matters um, because that's what people will buy when they die. But the the point is, is I don't think this, this magical PS4 adoption rate is the problem. It's the fact that the PS3 is old. And that that it, they're. <laughs> that's the same. I mean, just quiet. Like, that's so, that's a political machine, way of phrasing that. No, I'm saying if the machine was, if the if the hardware was not f- failing, it would it people would still play their PS3s, whether or not the PS4 was like the top selling console in history and sold like 600 billion copies. It still wouldn't matter if it wasn't for the fact that the PS3 is just outright failing as a, I, as a, a well, piece of hardware. Let me let me put it this way: pretty much every game console I've ever bought, I had whatever the last generation one, like still working the day that I went and bought the new one. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? It's it's not about it, there is an adoption rate because at some point, a lot of the things that you're going to want to play and try aren't going to be on the old, the old busted. It will be on the new hotness. That's, I mean, that, that's not evil. It's, I mean, that's literally just how game consoles work. 
I'd also like to point something out that uh, back in uh, what was that called CCP Vegas or something? Uh, it's their <laughs> Vegas Fest. Back in Vegas, laser focused. 2013, I, I think it was. Uh, it, it, it was asked if you know Dust was going to be ported to the PS4, and their response was, "There are still you know X amount of you know PS3s in the world, you know, and there aren't that many PS4s." Well, and uh, it was like you know somewhere in like 10 million PS3s, and, uh, and only you know a couple hundred thousand PS4s or something. I don't know, but anyway. Um, I was re- reading an, an article somewhere that PS4s are now upwards in, in, in like the millions, and I think it's like thirteen million. Yeah, sold. but yeah. there were there were like eighty million PS3s was the number I believe. So, it you know, but whether or not people are still playing them is the val- is a more valid point than how many have been sold total as well. So, but the but another point is is that you know where we that would be a good standpoint if we actually had like 80 million players but we don't um you know and most i i I think it's safe to say that most dust players have a ps4 if not are very close to getting one and had heard from uh who was it uh bam havoc that uh dust 514 was confirmed for ps4 does anyone (laughs) have any truth to that no, it's just, it's just master of tinfoil and bacon. I listened to the whole interview, and it was never actually confirmed, but just strongly hinted at. Hinted, yes, but Bam Havoc is like the internet. You shouldn't believe everything he says. I mean, I mean look, to, to me, the sunshine, rainbows, and roses outcome for, for me, it would be this year, all these Rattati hits all of his goals for 2015. He gets dust running like a well-oiled machine, and then you know people are still you know maybe the PCU is going up, maybe it's not, but dust is put into a place where maybe it would be an attractive option to actually move over to something like the PS4. But I think we all kind of feel it that dust still isn't quite there yet in terms of where it would actually warrant a port. That's fair. I'd still want one though. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, no, and Kane Kane is spot on in this. Was like, trust me, we if you're in this channel talking, you all want it. Like we all want that, but we're also a very very small minority in terms of the the grand population that are that are out there playing. Uh, so, and that's that is kind of the you know that's just the reality of it. As much as I I have enjoyed Dust and enjoyed the social experiences from it, uh, and, and you know the gameplay. I mean, some of the best competitive gameplay I've had in any game um, because I, I like playing with more than four people. Basically, uh, it, it, the reality is it's still a very small niche game that either a not a lot of people have heard of, or b certainly not a lot of people stick around for. And it's it's just dated, and it's not as good as it could be because they're not going to put the dev assets against it um, to make it that way. Even though that now I think we actually have the leadership and the focus at Shanghai to to actually turn it into what we wanted. Um, I just, I don't I, I think there's it just feels like it's just in this really bad limbo position right now. Let's get it out of it. Well, see, the thing, though, is, like, if you look at, let's see, like, 13 million PS4s have been sold, it would take a 
all it would take is a 3% adoption rate of people playing Dust on the PS4 to actually exceed the current monthly population that we have. Dang. <laughs> oh, that tickled me. Okay, well, I, I think we've kind of batted this one around quite a bit, and I'm sure at some point, you know, CCP retired. He's got, like, CCP freaking stopwatch over there, you know, listening to the podcast, trying to figure out how many times that uh, Iron Wolf and Zell should have, vol- you know, thrown out, like, their standard PR taglines. So, uh, and I and I say that jokingly. I, I am just kind of joking at that, mostly, at least, at least for Iron Wolf. Um, so let's go ahead and kind of wrap this one up, guys. Uh, what I would like to do is maybe go through some quick shout-outs real quick. Uh, and if you uh, – we've got a lot of people to do shout-outs, so feel free to address whoever or whatever you want uh, to a certain degree. Uh, and then we'll probably call that a night. So we're going to start with the top all the way up there with Lethargic and then work our way down on the list. Uh, and like I said, just uh, give me a give me a good shout-out, and if you got like a hot topic or something you, you want you want us to talk about next week or, or anything that's on your mind. So, Lethargic, you're up, brother. Uh, my shout-out slash topic would be I want a subsystem for my war barge, like an EVE cargo expander to, to allow me to increase my production capacity. So that I don't have to do it every two days, but yeah, awesome, awesome podcast. Well, thank you, man. And actually, by the way, great idea. Uh, I'm a huge fan of using some different subsystems. I mean, heck, we got 14 slots, and we're only using like five of them. Um, Degand, I don't really have a shout out, but I guess maybe a topic I would sort of like to you know, to discuss. Sort of maybe some old stuff, like maybe the early days of Dust. If we don't really have any more news next week, you know, the same. Sure, memory lane episode. Uh, that that might be something we could work into. Um, Goden? Shout out to all the dropship pilots who thinks I'm an idiot, even though I've been here since day one. Alrighty. Uh, Iron Wolf? Shout out to Blackbird Interactive for um, reviving one of my most favorite games of all time for PC, which will be Homeworld. Woo! Ew. Cool. And Jetty? Uh, shout out to the Dust514 Poker Club. I won again this week, third straight time. I need some more competition. So come at me, Rose. If that mm. was Blackjack, I would join in in a heartbeat. Okay. And by the way, uh, for everybody, that if you if you want a good Twitter follow, if you follow uh, Jedek Minaheim, you, you he is a good source of very interesting content on Twitter. Uh, I'm a big fan of Twitter myself, and you actually are really, really good at digging out a lot of stuff from uh, DeviantArt and Imager and things like that, um, and occasionally some different pace bins and things like that. So uh, really good content in terms of uh, images or uh, you know interesting art pieces uh, that are probably relevant to some of our, our uh, you know the things that we are we are attracted to in either gaming or or fiction. So, shout out to at Jedic Menaheim on Twitter. Um, let's see, Kane Sparrow. Again, a shout out to the crazy desk community that continues to support this game. Also, a shout out to Negative Feedback Alliance. All right. Uh, let's see, Pokey. Uh, just one thing that I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention uh, earlier in the show. Uh, one thing that Rattati happened to respond to is a request for a Mordu's Legion skin for the early, early closed beta vets if the skin system ever comes in. So uh, just something to be 
kind of cool, and I, I'd love to see that. Awesome. That's a good idea. Um, Soraya? I'm giving a shout-out to uh, my realtor, because I am so glad that this whole process is done and over with. All right. Uh, let's see. Random shout-outs. Okay. Everybody that came on tonight, really appreciate it. So quick shout out to you. Uh, for everybody that does, you know, download our podcast or listen live for the few that you that do listen live, we really appreciate that. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, 41 weeks ago, which was the week of Fan, fan Fest, by the way, um, there, there was a lot of discussions. We had, like the week prior to Fan Fest, we had uh, talked about putting the, getting a podcast together. And it, it, it it's we had some very serious discussions about even doing one after the uh, the fan fest uh, extravaganza the the rouge wedding if you will which I'm I'm absolutely positive he probably hates that term <laughs> and I I apologize for that but um, 41 weeks is you know not quite a year but it's a, it's a long stretch for a podcast the majority of podcasts really don't last that long so. Whether you agree with anything that we say, whether we're, you, we entertain you, um, I, and I certainly hope that we do, uh, like entertain you, whether we, you agree with this or not is totally you know, secondary. But I, I would offer that we are probably a good microcosm of why dust is different and that you don't – and it really talks into the social discussion that we had a little bit about you know, what makes sets the game differently. This podcast is really for the community that we that we are part of, and that's really what it comes down to. And it's a very small community, very tight knit community. It almost, in a very odd way, it reminds me of like living in a big college dorm where you you see people, you know them. Like you'll see people in game that you've read about in forums, and you're trying to you try to like have a, have a voice or a face to the words that you read. Um, you know, or maybe you've met them on comms and you find out they're totally different than how, than how they post. Or in some people's case, you find out they really are as big of an asshole or a dumbass as they are in text as they are in person. You know, I would say rarely, but there, there's a few out there. So, but we're, we're definitely a, um, an amalgam of, of, of what the community is. And I would, I would like to say a shout out to the community which has got me in, more interested in this game than I've been in any other game, even though there's actually a lot of other games I enjoyed physically playing better. But those were usually games I played, uh, you know, solo, you know, with myself. So as much as I enjoy playing something like Skyrim, it's a totally different experience than what I got from playing with Dust. So shout out to the community. And I would be totally remiss if I did not shout out to CCP for imagining the game, having, you know, dare I say, the courage to even try to put the game out and keep the game going as long as it, 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 it has been. Even, frankly, when it probably, in some, you, you could make a good argument that it might have been better to cut their losses and make the game go away. So uh, shout out to the community and shout out to CCP. And with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and bring episode 41 of Biomast to a close. So... As I have been saying, and as I will continue to say, at least uh, until I find a new catchphrase that I can rip off from somebody, good night and good luck. <laughs>